Welcome to the Become Your Best Self podcast. Become Your Best Self is a wellness lifestyle brand created by Hannah, including an Instagram page and this podcast. It's here to educate and inspire you in the world of wellness, from Wellness Wednesday Lives on my Instagram to Self Care Sunday Tips, or if you're craving some Monday motivation, it's here at BYBS. In this episode, I speak to the lovely cat, aka the Hormone Fairy. We talk all things menopause, anxiety, and sleep relief. I learned so much in this episode and it was so interesting to find out the lifestyle choices we can make now so that we are better prepared for when we do go through the menopause ourselves. If you'd like to message me about a topic, question or want to feature, please message me on the Become Your Best Self Instagram page. Thank you for listening. Hi Nana, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Good, good. And thank you so much for joining the live. I'm super excited to talk about the subject because I just do not know enough and I'm really excited to learn lots and lots about it. Um, Before we get started, could you just do like a little intro, a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do? (laughs) Yes, uh, my name's Kat and I'm known as the Hormone Fairy. I am a natural health practitioner, a homeopath and a nutrition coach, and I specialize in women's hormones for women in their 40s and 50s going into the perimenopause years and also around anxiety and depression issues with women in that age bracket. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for agreeing to do the live. Like, um, I really wanted to talk about this whole like menopause topic just because I just don't know enough about it and I think there's probably a lot of people my age but also even older that there's just not enough known about it and I just think it would be really nice to have a little bit of a discussion and talk about it um, so yeah so we're going to like topic kind of for the day um, is menopause but also I think we're going to touch on that anxiety and sleep tips yes. Yeah. Um, but before we get started, I'd love to know like what got you into this line of work, like what inspired you to start becoming a hormone health coach? Okay, well I actually got into natural medicine first of all when I had my children. Um, I was 21, quite young when I had my daughter and she got quite poorly and doctors you know, were telling me that I was a paranoid mum and actually she ended up in hospital and it was my mum that had met a homeopath and I took took my daughter to a homeopath and uh, she got better instantly and so it was then from there after sort of 10 years I retrained as a homeopath once the children were a little bit older and I was seeing more and more women both teenagers women in their 20s and then women perimenopause age that were really struggling with hormones so I started to specialize in that around as well as sort of anxiety and depression that comes with the hormonal issues. And then it was myself, I started to see issues um, with my own house at 39, which really shocked me. And it wasn't until I sat in front of my clients that I actually realized that I was entering the perimenopause myself. Oh, wow. And so just, you know, we did a lot more retrained in menopause health then to just add to my knowledge and, that's how the hormone fairy started so so after years of just working with women I decided to specialize in the perimenopause because like you said there just isn't enough known about menopause oh wow that's such a like inspirational story though the way you kind of went 
through all the different ways and it was almost like it was leading up to what you're doing now yeah exactly um, that's wow that's amazing um yeah no it's just there's not enough kind of talked about and even when we because we had a quick chat didn't we before the live and like I was saying I don't remember them mentioning it at all when I was at school and I do you know it's just one of those things where you think oh my goodness how can you not mention something that half the population are going to end up going through exactly and that's <laughs> something I don't think even I know slightly older than you but they didn't mention it when I was at school and when you think about it a lot of teenagers when we're learning about periods um in health education yeah. many of our mums will have been 40 50 and starting yeah. to go through that perimenopause years yeah. so where our mums may be shouting at us crying getting angry yeah we have no clue because we've not yeah. been taught about the menopause but I do believe it is coming into the national curriculum now so okay. that's at least hopefully that's women will know a little bit more and men yeah yeah definitely yeah and it, yeah as much as it is even just for yourself being able to support your family and friends and understanding what they're going through and so that you're prepared but also so you can support others I think that's so important um but yeah so as for like going through it um is there like a brief description of the menopause with people that are literally I've got no idea what this is could you kind of describe it in a really like basic form yeah um, so basically well there are four stages to it first of all so when we talk about the menopause the menopause is actually the end of your periods and it's only actually one day it's the very last it's 12 months after the um, last day of your period so once you've gone 12 months with no period you're classed as menopausal or postmenopause. Okay. so it starts with pre-menopause is you know the fertility age bracket yeah. Then you go into perimenopause, which tends to be in your 40s. Um, okay. Some women are a little bit younger, but that's when your hormones start to drop off. Your progesterone hormone starts to drop off first from the age of 35. So perimenopause is normally 40s sort of to 52, 53. Then you've got the menopause. In, in the UK, it tends to be the average age of 51 when periods stop. But I'm seeing more women early 40s and then I'm seeing more women at 40, uh, 54, 55 still having periods. Okay. So that's the four stages. Okay. So it's very interesting though that the, the bracket of ages that you can go through the menopause is so wide. So I think there's kind of, there is a thing where you think all kind of 40s, 50s, that's the age. But actually it can happen at any time to anybody. Yeah, it can. And more women are going through it. I'm seeing more women now, late 30s, early 40s, starting to get symptoms yeah. or period stopping. Um, yeah. And it can, be, it can be due to stress levels. It can also be sort of looking at your family history. So if your mum or grandmother went through the menopause early. So it is worth having a chat with your Okay, so is there kind of a hereditary thing then? If if the kind of your the females gone by, yeah, they used to say they used to say you followed your grandmothers, but it is changing. Oh, okay. I think because nowadays we're living in a more stressful, toxic lifestyle. Yeah, it is changing slightly, but in general, it used to follow your grandmothers. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good indication. <laughs> Talking of um, stressful times, how has lockdown been for you anyway? Um, for me, for me, it's been okay. It was yeah. interesting at first to have that freedom taken away from yeah. me. Um, but I work from home anyway. I work oh, mainly okay. online with clients. So for me, work yeah. was the same. I think it was just that sense of, 
you know, not being able to go to the gym, not being able to go out and see your friends. It yeah, was, yeah. It was that, but not too bad, thank you. Yeah. Have you noticed in, in kind of the clients that you talk to that, that, that because of lockdown, symptoms have got more, like, worse or, or kind of better? Is there been, have you noticed a change in, in that? Yeah, there's, there's been both. Some some people's physical symptoms have got, become easier because they're at home, yeah. maybe starting to eat better. On the yeah. other side of things, I found that women of in their 40s and 50s have been drinking more alcohol, treating it like a holiday, yeah. especially at the beginning when we had yeah. lovely weather and they were opening a bottle of wine at like four o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. So I found women yeah. were drinking more. Um, but now I'm finding there's lots of anxiety. Women, yes. it's, it's quite common to have anxiety around the perimenopause, postmenopause years anyway. But okay. now, because we're allowed to go back out, women have lost their confidence. They may yeah. have put on weight, um, low self-esteem, and then they've got the anxiety. And all of a sudden, it's that anxiety of actually going out into public, whether it's going back to work or even going to a bar or a restaurant. Some women are very nervous about that. So it has yeah. heightened anxiety. Yeah, I, I've definitely found, because, you know, it's just, it's so, because you're in the house so often now, well, whenever we do even go out, I just feel weird seeing people in real life, because <laughs> I'm so used to, because I've had, I, as well as um, doing the, the blog, I, um, I do, I'm a comms assistant, so I've been working from home as well, so everything has been like Zoom meetings, so when I see someone in person, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to be. <laughs> Yes, it's really strange, isn't it? And I think it's as well, it's the clothes we've been wearing. So many of us have been at home just wearing casual clothes. I think I wore the same pair of trainers and a pair of flip-flops for like three months. And now I'm wondering how I'm going to get back in my high heels. I know, yeah, because I, I like live in flip-flops in the house and even just going out with trainers on, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely something we're all going to have to adjust to, but definitely are our mindset and our physical and mental health has definitely been affected by yeah. what's happened. Um, you mentioned like anxiety, but so what are the typical symptoms of menopause? Uh, well, you've got, the, you've got the physical symptoms that come. Um, physical symptoms tend to be sort of the sweats, whether that's hot flashes in the day or night sweats. So women waking up absolutely dripping wet. Weight gain is a real issue um, oh, for women. Okay. Even though, you know, it was something that I found, that was one of my first symptoms. I was still going to the gym, going to the gym every day, eating relatively healthy, but started to put on weight around the tummy. So that's really common for women. Oh, wow. Even though Joint... you haven't changed anything. Yes. Yeah. It's just a hormonal shift. Yeah. Oh, and then you've got joint pain. Um, and another one is brain fog. So forgetting words, forgetting what you're going to say. And that, sense, yeah. that tends to cause a lot of anxiety around women, especially those in the workplace, tends to be women sort of late 40s, 50s, mm. that really start to struggle because they feel they can't cope. Yeah. Um, brain fog's kicking in. They're not quite so productive. Then also some women get anxious over driving. So it can just hit you all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and then emotionally, you get lots of mood swings. They're going from happy to anger. Crying for no reason is really common as well with women. Oh. Oh, am I? Oh, I don't know why. The screen just went red, but um, I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, so really like a, such a mixed emotions that happen yeah. would you say um what are the similarities then to kind of the symptoms going through the menopause to kind of like when you're on your period say for example 
um you know people say that you can have anxiety um all different is it kind of like that but on a more intense long-term scale yeah so so with your period it tends that you might just have anxiety for the week leading up to the period yeah and then at the beginning of the period it can happen whereas with perimenopause that anxiety can be quite conscious constant yeah um, many women feel that they're going completely insane. They wonder what's happened to them. Um, lots of sadness, anxiety, depression. Yeah. But women don't link it to their hormones. And they maybe go to the doctor and, you know, the doctor's answer is quite often an antidepressant pill. But they yeah. have no explanation that it could be hormonal, um, which yeah. is really sad that there's just not that education as to why all of a sudden you've gone a bit crazy yeah definitely what's the what's the kind of go-to thing you know if, say um someone is watching or listening to the podcast version of this and they think okay these symptoms sound like something i'm going through what's the best thing to do when you think oh this could be the menopause like what what's the best thing to start okay. off with um you can go to the doctor um but quite often especially for the younger women so women late 30s or before the age of 45 it depends on your doctor quite often you're told that you're too young um yeah. and quite often doctors won't do hormone testing or so the alternative is to go and see a natural health practitioner someone like myself that practices yeah. in natural medicine looking into your nutrition is really key so educate yourself as much as you can yeah. Looking into nutrition, your gut health can really help so with your anxiety. Um, or do hormone testing. I do hormone testing with clients, so look for look for alternatives if you don't want to go down that doctor's route. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just kind of that awareness and knowing that there are people like you out there. Um, yeah. I remember when I was kind of wanting to talk about this subject and I found you on Instagram, I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes you think when, when, you, when you are struggling with something, it's just trying to find someone to talk to. And that it is. And sometimes that's part of it is just speaking to somebody yeah. um, and getting someone to explain it to you so that you're at least a little bit more informed. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, especially when it comes to all those mood swings, anxiety, is to realise that you're not alone, you're not yeah. going mad, you're not going crazy. <laughs> and there's lots that you can do with nutrition, supplements, herbs, natural remedies, this, and then lifestyle tips, just even sitting learning to journal your thoughts, um, going outside in nature can just make a huge difference to those women that are struggling emotionally. Yeah, like de-stress. Yeah, de and it's the same even for women of your age, it's it's just learning more about your body and understanding yeah. your hormones. And the more you can learn, the easier that transition throughout yeah. your life, whether it's pregnancy yeah. or menopause, is going to be. <laughs> so many different things women have to go through. Yes, yeah, men get it easy, don't they? <laughs> I always say this, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things. I don't know where to begin. Um, so in terms of the symptoms, what would be your kind of top tips for improving symptoms? You just spoke about kind of de-stressing, um, but people that are kind of going through more the physical symptoms as well as mental, what, what would be kind of your um, top tips for a, a really, um, I don't want to say successful, but just a, a really a, a better way of get, going through the menopause? Okay, I would say top tip first of all is to look at your diet. I would recommend, you know, most women do some sort of detox. 
safely and do you can do a food food cleanse um just eating healthy for a few weeks can really make a big difference so i recommend that women do that maybe at least once a year maybe twice a year at certain times of the year that can help so getting your gut health improved improving your liver health um can help your symptoms because that helps to detox and flush out any excess hormones that you have it can also help with your brain your brain health um so your happy hormones, if you're feeling quite sad, most of your serotonin, the happy hormone, is made inside your gut. So gut health, I would say, is key. So Drinking plenty of water for energy. Um, and then looking at your exercise, so thinking about if you are, if you're tired and exhausted, the last thing you should be doing is going to that high impact gym class or going out for a run. So it's starting yeah. to listen to your body. And if you're tired after a full days of work, then you don't want to be stressing out your body even further with some high impact exercise. Yeah. And then it's changing to things like yoga, more weights, going out for a walk, just switching things up and then adding in nutritional supplements because we just don't get enough nutrition from the food that we eat nowadays that's available to us in the yeah. shops. Yeah. What sort of um, supplements would you, would you recommend or does it completely depend on the situation? It really, it really does vary depending on the woman's symptoms, where they are in their cycle, um, whether they've got the physical or the emotional symptoms. Um, for most women, uh, most women need some form of essential fatty acids. So things yeah. like your omega oils, you could either take a supplement or you could get flax seeds, just adding flax seeds to your diet on your muesli in the mornings, amazing, or on your salads. Yeah, that's um, what I do. I have flax and chai seeds. Yes, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, chia seeds are great. Yeah, and you can make a lovely um, chia seed pudding. Yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't tried that. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's nice. Good. No, yeah. I, yeah, I normally have it on my breakfast. Yeah, so they're really good for women's hormones. Um, adding in more B vitamins. Most women are a little bit deficient in the vitamin B. So especially if you are on the hormonal contraceptive pill or on any hormone medication, then it's really important to look at your B vitamin levels. Okay. They can help you so much with your mood. Magnesium's a wonderful supplement as well. Again, many people are low in magnesium. That can help with your sleep. It can help with your joints. Um, and a multivitamin or vitamin D as you get older as well. Vitamin D, because many of us get low in calcium, we want to start protecting our bones. So vitamin D yeah. helps us to absorb that. So yeah. adding in supplements alongside a healthy diet is key. Um, although I do, you know, I'm very much an 80-20 girl. I think you've got to enjoy yourself and not restrict yourself. <laughs> if you restrict yourself too much, then you're going to end up eating that whole packet of biscuits. So. yeah I, I always say just just one um one like because ice cream is my like my thing at the moment I can't can't stop eating chalk ices I don't know okay. why <laughs> so I just think, I just think if I just have one and then that's it that's it for the for the no week um yeah you've got to have what's um what's the word um oh gosh I've forgotten the word it's all about balance yeah it is yeah <laughs> definitely um you mentioned about supplements. Um, what's the like? So we've got like magnesium, vitamin B, vitamin D. Is vitamin D still necessary if it's like super sunny outside? Because that was the only thing I was always uh, unsure about. Yeah, it, it depends really. Um, some people are, are deficient in vitamin D. 
Um, you can get tested for that. Um, but if you are going outside in the sun, ideally, most people can get their vitamin D through the summer and they'll, they're able to store it. So, but it's exposing, you know, if you can go out every single day and expose maybe your chest area and your arms every day when it's not too sunny, not too hot, then that can help to um, okay. boost your vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, looking I... at foods as well, looking at food groups that are high in certain yes. Yeah, in, yeah, no, because I, I never know, um, I never know if I, because I started taking vitamin D when lockdown began, because I just thought I'm inside all the time, I feel like just to kind of keep yeah. it up. Yeah, like, really good to help you. And then as soon as the sun came out, <laughs> as soon as the sun came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop taking it. And then it started raining again, so I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, and also it depends very much as well. Some women find that you're more likely to be deficient if if your skin's slightly darker or tan, so that's oh, another, yeah. another reason okay. to How would you supplement. go about um, getting tested for what um, vitamins you're like deficient in? Okay, sometimes the doctor will do it, um, okay. or, or you can find someone like myself that does testing, or um, maybe a nutritional practitioner or someone that can do testing for you, so there are people that will Oh, okay, so like, definitely go to like a hormone coach. Yes, yeah. Around. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was definitely like interested in finding out what what I was kind of deficient, yeah. in, but I didn't really know what the what the procedure was um, for that. Um, another thing you mentioned during the menopause was anxiety. Um, what are kind of the top tips? Because I think this is something that not only during the menopause, but people generally are feeling very anxious at this time, and it's such a we're living in such a weird weird time at the moment. What um, tips? Would you give for people that are struggling with anxiety at the moment okay um i use, i use natural remedies as a homeopath so um okay. i recommend specific homeopathic remedies to people that are really struggling with that anxiety um things like aconite gelsemium arsenicum are really useful to take um okay. some of those are really good for your immune system as well so especially if you're worried about the virus then they can really help yeah um Again, B vitamin is wonderful for anxiety. Making sure your diet is really good so that you're improving that gut health because the gut is seen as the second brain. There's a massive connection there. So gut's really important. And talk, talking therapy, speaking to somebody, whether it's someone like myself or maybe talking to a therapist or talking to a friend, it's, there's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but talking can really help. Sometimes just talking is enough. Yeah. And journal, journal's really useful. So get a notebook, write down your thoughts, especially if you're one of these people that's getting anxious when you go to sleep or at night, which is something a lot yeah. of perimenopause women have. They wake up feeling anxious at certain times yeah. of the night. Writing down your thoughts before you go to bed, getting those thoughts out of your head can really help. Um, yeah. Meditating can be wonderful. Listening to positive music. So finding, think of all your favourite songs that will boost you. Yeah. It's all about boosting your mood, so lots yeah. you can do yeah now there's two two things there that really like stuck out to me one that there was listening to happy music because i um i created like a happy playlist on my spotify and just put all the songs in there that make me smile from like silly films to like anything to lion king like everything <laughs> 
Yeah. And then, so then when you put it on, it just instantly, music is such a mood booster. Like completely. It's, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And I was, um, I was talking to that to my ladies this week. I was doing a training course and I said, think yeah. back, like what you said about Lion King. And it's think back to music when you're a teenager or in your yeah. 20s. Think back to when you were really happy going through a positive time and yeah. put some of that music back onto your playlist. And that's what I do in the mornings. I have a playlist that's very random, but all upbeat. And I play it whilst I'm getting ready in the morning and it just lifts your mood first thing. Yeah, definitely. No, I, that's like one of the biggest things I recommend. Like, yeah. A happy playlist. Yeah. Um, but the other thing you mentioned about like journaling, I remember um, my Nana actually said to me ages ago when I wasn't like, I wasn't feeling too happy. And she was like, write all your thoughts down on a piece of paper and then like scrunch it up and chuck it in the bin or burn it. Because yeah. then she's like, you've got it out of your system. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, get it yeah, out. Yeah. And the other thing is to try, and especially at this time when there's so much anxiety going on and mixed messages, is yeah. stay, you know, try and stay away from the news and the media yeah. as much as possible because there's never anything positive. Well, there's very rarely positive <laughs> stuff in the news. So ideally, if you can, stay away from it yeah. and live, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think it's bubble can sometimes happen. Yeah. Because when everything first started, I think I was watching it all the time because it just felt like just to stay connected to what's going on because, you know, all of a sudden you're at home all the time. Um, and then, yeah, because I was watching it so much, even at night, and I was thinking when I was lying in bed, you know, all the thoughts started happening and I'd start have coronavirus dreams. Um, and it is so true. So now I kind of think, okay, I'll, you know, if I need to watch it, watch it once in the morning and then that's it. If there's anything major going on, you know, I'll find out at some point. <laughs> exactly somebody will tell you yeah. yeah and obviously yeah there's no need to watch it like more than once a day um and even like on social media you can actually block the word coronavirus i think on twitter my friend said and I was like, that's oh, such a good you? idea then, yeah so then even like your social space is like happy and positive because i think yeah. there's even on social media it has been a lot because i think there's like a whole coronavirus um like specific page on twitter but yeah, you can block the words. So I think right. then you can just okay. be like, oh, this is my another happy place. Yeah, it's and I have found through. even the women I'm speaking to, many of them have moved away from Facebook because of the okay. negativity on Facebook. So yeah, yeah. I know. Trying, I have... to, trying to keep yourself in a happy space. If you're yeah. struggling with anxiety, mood, sadness, yeah, you know, it's trying to remove yourself from situations that may be causing that yeah definitely um another thing is the whole kind of trouble sleeping you mentioned like hot flushes um and kind of just like un uneven sleeping patterns what's yeah. kind of your like uh advice for people that are having problems sleeping at the moment okay. like, it's kind of linked to anxiety as well isn't it yeah so it's linked to anxiety linked to stress levels and also melatonin which is your sleep hormone i find a lot of yeah. women when i do hormone testing are low in melatonin so some simple things you can do is first thing in the morning maybe when you're having your cup of tea or coffee is trying to get outside in sunlight that can really help that will help to set your your circadian rhythm so that's your natural internal body clock um okay. if you're struggling with anxiety like i just said take some natural remedies magnesium may help journaling listening to meditation before you go to sleep 
Yeah. With regards to the night sweats, it's finding out what that trigger may be. Some women find that they get night sweats if they drink alcohol. So reducing oh, okay. alcohol before sleep, reducing yeah. coffee. So not drinking coffee or tea or caffeinated drinks after two o'clock in the afternoon can help. Okay. Sounds a bit awful and boring, but staying away from the phone can really help at least two hours before bed. Dimming your bedroom yeah. lights. Keeping your room nice and clean and tidy, especially if you've got anxiety, there's nothing worse. If you're working from home and you've had to set up your bedroom in your, sorry, your yeah. office in your bedroom, there's nothing worse than waking <laughs> up at one in the morning, seeing a pile of yeah. paperwork you've got to do. So try and keep your office work separate. Um, so for some women, if they're struggling with night sweats, maybe having a cool bath or a cool shower before they go to bed can really help yeah um you have got things like lavender oil anxiety you find that some women if many women wake up between one and three o'clock in the morning um that can be linked to sort of your liver health so that's quite a good key that you need to look after your liver a bit better um okay. it could be that you've got emotions around anger um that you need to release you may be being feeling a bit agitated by someone something and then another thing is women tend to wake up between two and four o'clock in the morning with anxiety. And yeah. that tends to be linked more to do with the lungs. So the okay. lungs holds the emotion of um, grief, sadness, anxiety, sort of almost depression. So, yeah. so sometimes your body clock can point out what's going on in your life and it's understanding okay. how your body holds on to those emotions and releasing it. Yeah. So, well, that's so interesting. I never heard about the different times meaning different. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a Chinese, Chinese medicine thing. With the with the liver health, that was the one till three. Was that yes. right? Yeah. What's what kind of what does that indicate that you need to be? How can you improve your liver liver health then? Well, that can show that um, you need maybe do a detox with some food. Start looking at your diet. It could be alcohol related, but it could also be medication. Some women that are taking medication um, find that their liver struggles a little bit. But also in your menopause, your liver is having to do much more work with regards to flushing out some of those hormones and also making mm. some of them hormones. So you can do simple things like kickstart your liver in the morning with a glass of warm water and lemon. That can really help to get things okay. going. Simple yeah. things. There are herbs like milk thistle that you can take every day. Eating lots of green food can really help. So your spinach, your kale, things like that yeah. can help to flush out the liver. Okay, that's really interesting. I've 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 heard like mentions of liver health, but I never kind of knew what the process was for making. I think healthier. when people hear about liver health, they think, oh, that's only for people that drink too much alcohol yeah. it's not most, yeah. most of us need especially as we get older you think about it we take our car for a service yes or we take our car to the garage but we don't think about well you know we need to service all our organs as well at least yeah definitely. at least once a year sort of give yourself a bit of a flush out and do it safely and yeah 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 fuel what, it the right way yeah what food would you recommend then during a kind of detox flush out um, time. As natural, well, as natural, it's really it's just getting back to lots of vegetables, um, like lots of vegetables, foods. lots of water. Yeah, lots of whole foods. And then okay. if you are, you know, your whole grains, um, brown rice, quinoa, getting back to as natural as possible is basically yeah. it. Um, yeah. Adding in some protein as well can help. Some people find that they prefer to do it just on vegetables, but women 
do need protein so you, and you can get protein from vegetables it's just making sure that you look at a vegan diet if you're going to do it that way and yeah. add in the right protein sources through vegetables yeah. but that wow. can really help just doing that for a week or two weeks can really help yeah. give your system a bit of a break and give it a yeah. rest. Yeah. Re so like basically it's cutting out sugar cutting out all the carbs cutting out yeah. all the fish <laughs> all that the we like yeah. get it out yeah um, but it's so interesting to hear that actually there's so many lifestyle choices that you can change that are very easy to do that can make your situation so much better. Exactly. Um, and I think that's the thing is looking at it from a holistic point of view. So thinking about your diet, thinking about your lifestyle, looking at your exercise, putting in some meditation, some journaling yeah. just to bring your bring your stress levels down because all of us nowadays are just running around on stress. We don't yeah. rest enough yeah 100 percent. always looking at a screen as well exactly. um, yeah touching on the whole melatonin um but i actually recently um found that i was having weird like really weird eye pain um and i did a bit of research into it and actually i think it was well i think it was because it's got better but i because i was spending so much time on the screen my eyes were just so strained that i am um, investing like some blue light glasses yeah and i find that really helps and also using them in the afternoon i do find that i get more tired naturally um which is so i definitely recommend if anyone's kind of finding that because yeah. being on on the laptop working from home all the time yeah. it was just straining my eyes so much yeah yeah and, i do i wear um i wear blue but i've got glasses but i put blue blocker yeah. lenses in all of mine now and it makes a oh, huge really? difference and yeah but definitely especially if you're on your phone or the computer at night yeah. is to put blue blockers on or to dim your lights if you've got dimming switches or something that can really help as well okay. if you want to start kicking in the natural melatonin to help get you to sleep yeah 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 and because i turned like my phone and even my laptop i didn't realize you could you put it on dark mode yeah so it's just everything it's just not as not as intense and it has made such a difference because i think it was even making my eyes feel almost dry because it was just stressing my yeah. my out so much so yeah that's definitely something that's helped me personally um but yeah and if, i want to get into the questions that we got sent in but if anybody does want to ask any questions please do comment i think i saw something earlier but i'll scroll back once again yeah i did i think there was one around anxiety and hrt wasn't there I saw that oh okay one. um yeah. so it can want... help when it comes to HRT, it's really individual. So it's best to, if you want to go the medicated HRT route, then speak to a doctor. There are different various types of HRT as well. Whether you want to go for a natural source or a chemical source. Um, sometimes yeah. if you want the more natural sources, you have to pay for that privately if you're UK based. Um, but it can help. It can help. But then I've also got clients that find the complete opposite. So it's very individual when it comes to HRT is making that decision, trying some other yeah. stuff and making that decision for yourself. Yeah, definitely something to kind of investigate a bit further and find out yeah. what works for you, I suppose. Um, okay, so yeah, let's go into the questions. But yeah, if anybody wants to ask any questions, please just comment away. Um, first question was um, something that I really um, would love to know the answer for as well, um, was what to expect um, if you're someone that kind of is my age in their 20s um, and kind of learning about the menopause, it's like what to expect and how can you, what can you do so that it's, improving and making it easier for when you do get the menopause like what would you suggest okay i'd actually st say start to eat more well learn about it from the age i would yeah. say of 35 really start investigating it 
and try and eat as healthy as possible, especially once you get, if you can protect yourself and put the right nutrition in place. Yeah. Late thirties, going into your forties. Um, ideally, if you can try not to take hormonal contraception because then at least you'll know what's going on with your cycle. So find another yeah. alternative. Then you'll yeah. understand your cycle better, which is really important. Okay. Start looking at diet, improve your gut health and try as much as possible is to remove the stress from your life. Mm -hmm. um, so educating yourself yeah. is key. And then yeah. when quite often the first symptom that women start to experience is the mood changes. So that's the yeah. biggest thing to understand that if you are starting to get an anxious, sad, depressed, then it could be hormonal and just sort of bear that in mind first of all. Yeah. Yeah, so just kind of the education side of things. Yeah, education and I would say diet, which is really boring, yeah. I'm afraid, especially if you're in your third, 20s and 30s, the last thing you want to be told is to start yeah. eating healthy. Yeah, but it's so interesting though to me because I've, I've obviously been doing these lives for a couple of weeks now. I've had so many amazing guests. I've learned so much. It's been amazing. It's been great for me as well as everyone um, that watches and listens to the podcast. But so many the main thing is just lifestyle and it's just something that everyone can do everyone can eat healthy and it's the effect it has on so many different factors it's obvious that it is something that we all need to think about yeah. a little bit just more. even simple things like drinking <laughs> enough water is yeah. huge many of us don't drink enough water and that's like somebody's just come said actually about fatigue so i'd say yeah. first thing is make sure you're drinking enough water fatigue quite often is due to your stress levels or your blood sugar levels so that might be one something you want to look at yeah yeah i sometimes even feel tired and then i'll drink some water and i'll feel more energy yeah it's like weird sometimes like you're when you're dehydrated you can feel like exactly energy. and women in the afternoon it tends to be you know if you haven't eaten enough protein that can that can okay. cause fatigue so if you're having that afternoon slump then i would say look at what you ate yeah. for lunch did you include some protein into your meal have you drunk enough water don't go and reach yeah. for the coffee um <laughs> you can add in some supplements that can help but it yeah. normally if you're fatigued in the afternoon it can either be stress or quite often it's blood sugar related so do, can carbs make you more tired they can do yeah yeah so it's trying to swap your carbs and having more things like your brown rice your quinoa is better um yeah. or sweet potatoes sweet potatoes are fantastic for perimenopause oh, women okay. and then they're getting hot yeah. hot flashes hot sweats as well, yeah. as well. sweet potatoes are really useful oh, okay yeah because i had um i had salmon and like couscous for lunch and i felt like really energetic because i think because of the protein and then i had pasta just before i did this and all of a sudden i felt really sleepy and i was yeah. like no can't <laughs> yeah exactly so it's changing it's just looking at yeah. your carbs and you know a lot of it's listening to your body and you'll start to the more you listen to your body you'll start to know what's right for you so gluten in pasta can yeah. make some people fatigued <laughs> It was just really weird because it was just immediately I felt like, oh my gosh, I could just fall asleep right now. And I was like, no, wrong time. <laughs> Too early. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the what to expect. Um, how can, next question was, how can we educate ourselves, partners and peers about this? So how can we kind of 
um, not only educate ourselves, but kind of educate others about, about the menopause. Because I suppose as well, men need to know about it because of their partners and their sisters and aunties are going through it, like to be able to support them. So how, yeah, how best think, to do that? And that's, it's quite nice actually. I've had a few people follow me or message me recently on Instagram and Facebook and they're men and then they're saying they want to learn about it so they can help and support their that's so good. partners. Because I know, I know many men still that say, oh, she's going through the change or or she's menopausal she's moody and it's yeah it's it's just a lack of education so again maybe a book a book can really help giving somebody a book if they're interested in reading or just talking more openly um i think it's less of periods of a less of a taboo now but i remember when i was growing up my mum gave me a book about periods and that was it you just left to get on with it and (laughs) It used to be a bit of, you were almost ashamed as a woman when you put your sanitary products in the supermarket trolley or the basket, you felt a bit embarrassed. And I don't know, and quite a few young women still feel that. Well, really, it's, it's something we most, most women go through. um, And actually, it's a rite of passage. We're, we're very fortunate to be, although it may not feel it, uh, fortunate to be in that position that most of us can give birth. Um we've been given this so it's it's being less embarrassed it's talking openly sharing in front of your brothers um the good thing is it is getting introduced into the education system so that hopefully the generations coming through will change just talking openly pointing out things that you see on instagram facebook asking their opinion on stuff so just talking really yeah no definitely i think there is kind of a whole like embarrassment stigma that i feel like women still kind of feel um it's only more recently now when like you know i'll go to pick up sanitary towels tampons and i'll be like oh everyone's got to do it i'm not gonna not gonna think about it but i think definitely kind of when you're in those early stages when you're kind of just discovering periods and it it can be very overwhelming it is and the tv adverts don't do us any favors do they they're quite embarrassing in some ways (laughs) yeah i know it's just and it's and like yeah they're kind of picking it up in supermarkets and talking about it more i definitely agree like especially in school i think education is such a key part to all of this and i know periods are spoken about but in more detail make it more friendly more welcoming like let people kind of have a discussion about it and also the menopause definitely needs to be talked about because otherwise it's just like a a surprise to us all when when it happens definitely um yeah so education is definitely something that we can we can all do um next question was how to deal with hot flashes what would be your top tips for that okay hot flashes there's two schools of thought to it scientists scientists say it could be due to the estrogen or it can also be due to stress so um the best way to do it is Ideally, you want to get hormone tested so you know what you're dealing with and find out whether it is stress-related or the hormones. Um, Dietary-wise, as I said, sweet potatoes are really good for hot flashes. You can try things like evening primrose oil, white sage, um, but the other thing is reduce inflammation. So again, it goes down to that diet. diet. Yeah, reducing alcohol, reducing spicy (laughs) food for some women. But many women find that their hot flashes come on with stress. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, Leads on to the next question I got in, which was, um, how does alcohol affect the menopause? So 
many women find that they can't tolerate alcohol as well as they used to be. So you'll see a lot of women that will stop drinking in their 40s or 50s because they'll find that they may have one glass and start to feel a bit giddy. Um, and that is due to, yeah, it's due to liver health. So again, that's why it's so important to look after your liver. I also yeah. find a lot of women become alcohol dependent, not necessarily to the stage of alcohol, alcoholism. Um, some women do reach that stage, but many women do become alcohol dependent. And quite often that's due to just be, not feeling yourself, feeling yeah. low. Because um, it's a big stage where you're starting to think, you know, you're almost like either halfway through your life, but you're going through that stage of maybe your relationship may not be going as well as it it might be. Maybe your children are going off to university, leaving home. So you've yeah. got the empty nest, um, lots of grief if your parents are elderly or people pass away yeah. so there's so much going on emotionally as well that yeah. many women turn to alcohol as that stress release so it's really important yeah. to look at that look at that so look at your yeah. emotions but also many women find that they struggle um alcohol it messes up your blood sugar levels it's going to lead to that excess weight gain which women in the yeah. perimenopause are already struggling with so it's just excess sugar that's just going to sit around your tummy. Um, yeah. And then it also seems to cause more hot flashes and night sweats. So okay. we all so like a drink, but everything in moderation. But many women yeah. struggle with alcohol. Yeah, it's kind of the whole, like, can you just have a, a glass of wine with a meal? Is that kind of okay? Is it more the excessive drinking? Yeah, it's the excessive, excessive drinking. Um, I mean, if you think... You're more prone to having postmenopause. So once you've gone through the menopause and your period's stopped, you're actually more at risk of heart disease than you are of um, cancer or any other illness. And right. some cardiologists recommend a glass of red wine with dinner that can help. So okay, you know, and some and that's the other thing. Some women change what they're drinking and they find that they can't drink white wine anymore, but they might find that a spirit is better that they don't get such a bad reaction some women find red wines better than white wine it's it's just finding yeah. if you are going to drink it's drinking in moderation drinking sensibly and also finding the right alcohol that's not going to trigger any of your symptoms yeah and drinking yeah. plenty of water alongside yeah <laughs> yeah one glass of something one glass of water there you go. um that was such an interesting point you spoke about though just then about how when you are going through the menopause it's a time of your life when there's so many other different stresses going on like the older parents children leaving you know relationships and I think uh, you know you kind of you grow up and you see kind of your aunties mothers grandmothers that gone through the menopause gone through all these life changes and stresses and just carry on um when all this kind of stressfulness is coming and happening around them so i think that definitely we need to be a little bit more respectful and supportive yeah. um, it's almost like you're going through you remember what your how you felt when you're a teenager where your hormones were yeah. all over the place you're going through puberty yeah. but instead of just having the school stress or friend stress you're all going through all of a sudden you're in your 40s and 50s and it's just everything it might be fear of redundancy it might be money worries money debt and then yeah. relationships it's just everything seems to come at once on top of those hormones going haywire yeah so yeah it's it's a intense time yeah. um but it's not all question. bad some women don't struggle so i don't want to put you all off and think it's that bad some women don't get these symptoms yeah 
<laughs> I know, yeah, I'm trying to not make it too negative. Um, we've just got a couple more questions because um, I just want to make sure we get through um, them all. The next one was um, about hair health tips because I think a symptom that I've heard is kind of like your hair can be thinner or like less kind of voluminous yep. when you go through the menopause. So what, what tips would you give for hair health? Yeah, many women find that their hair starts to break. It also gets thinner and that is due to your hormones. Um, the biggest tip there would be to make sure you're getting plenty of protein in your diet um, as protein is the building block to your hair. So I would say that that's the biggest key. Um, plenty of protein and ideally trying to use a natural product on your hair, less chemicals. Okay. So would that be kind of more like eco-friendly hair products? Yeah, or, or more more organic, ideally more organic okay. type product, products. And that can help as so, well. Because when you're putting chemicals onto your skin, it's going into your bloodstream. And that can, sometimes it makes your, your body can see it and it thinks that it's a xenoestrogen, which like mimics estrogen and it can make you have symptoms of estrogen dominance. So ideally... <laughs> Okay. get into your 40s and 50s and try and reduce the chemicals that you're putting onto your face onto your hair yeah. um, your cleaning products try and go a little bit more natural and that can help too okay so not just the hair but even like your face and body yeah. like using very yeah natural. we put so many chemicals on our skin every day yeah even perfume so and it all all goes into the bloodstream so it's yeah lots I to think, think about as natural that. as possible yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't even think, like, even today, like, just putting perfume on, I didn't even think about what it's, like, infusing yeah. into my skin. Um, so how would you, like, how would you, what would you look for in products then if you wanted a more kind of natural? Try and go for, try and go for organic brands. There are so many on the market okay. now, so as organic as possible. Is there any particular that you recommend? Or? I don't, to be honest. <laughs> um, I know there's, there's many network marketing companies out there that have got lovely products. Um, yeah. So no, I just I just say try and go as organic as possible. Okay, oh, I'll have to do some investigating, do some research into that. Yeah. Um, next question was, um, what foods to avoid, but also what foods to have during menopause? I think you talked already a bit about what foods that you're, to have, um, but yeah, what foods to avoid? Is it kind of mainly that sugar um, and alcohol? I suppose. Oh, hello. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. Don't be frozen there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's not just menopause, but it's for all women and all health, yeah. really, is is try to avoid as much sugar as possible. Try to yeah. avoid the, refi the refined carbs. So that's, you know, your pastas, your white flours, your breads. Try and reduce that as much as possible. So going back as healthy as possible to the natural source. So yeah vegetables your meat your fish fish is great for women lots of salmon mackerel is really useful um cruciferous vegetables like your broccoli your cauliflower things like that can help to flush out east excess estrogen broccoli is fantastic for that lots of red berries um blueberries are wonderful pomegranate seeds really help some women um and then nuts nuts and seeds are really good they're high in protein high in oils yeah so it's really going back to the basics yeah and kind of eating those superfoods yes um yeah. that are really good you've just like mentioned half of my favorite foods oh, that's good <laughs> what they're good the ones i've told you to avoid or eat <laughs> no. 
good ones. Like the broccoli is like my favorite vegetable. I could eat it on its own. Um, blueberries I love having for breakfast. Um, so hopefully I'm kind of doing the right thing yeah. there. Yeah. Um, last question I think we had, which is, I'm sorry, I wrote them down to try to read through, check I've gone through them all. Last question was, um, vitamins and herbal remedies so i think you touched on this a little bit already but maybe say your top three vitamins and herbal remedies yeah um as i said it's really individual um so if i was to say my top vitamins for women i would say either a multivitamin or a b b complex that's really important for women i would look at a magnesium uh, magnesium will help to calm you down it will also help it can help with weight loss it can help okay. with sleep and maybe um some form of omega so either a um an omega fish oil or you can get omega flaxseed oil so they would be probably my top three that most women need um herbal things it's a little more, bit more difficult um if you're on medication, you have to be so, so careful when taking supplements and herbal remedies in particular. So please, you know, if you're on medication, always check the side effects. Yeah. Some things can interact and stop your work, for, um, stop your medication from working. So even yeah. things like grapefruit can be, eating grapefruits can be damaging for some women on medication. So herbal remedies, um, things like ashwagandha is really wonderful for some women with their moods. Um, Agnes Castus is a great remedy. You've got Sage is another one, but it's it's so individual and what may be right for your friends may be completely wrong for you. So it is yeah. individual. Read yeah. up or go and see someone a specialist that can talk through your symptoms and prescribe the right thing for you. Yeah, definitely. Um I just noticed in the comments um a question about um like the menopause tummy, like how to get rid of a menopause tummy yeah the menopause tummy um it is all to do with diet sadly um looking at your diet looking at gut health and liver health making sure you're drinking enough water also looking at your exercise and your stress levels um often it can be you know that you're holding you're not flushing out your estrogen it could yeah. be that you're putting too many xenoestrogens into your body so as i said like if you're putting chemicals onto your skin if you're using chemicals that can increase um, cortisol levels so your stress levels is key as well so start thinking about it's the right type of exercise you want to be doing less of the cardio more weight bearing <laughs> exercise and yeah. more relaxation type stuff okay so like the yogas and stretching yeah. things like that yeah. to kind of get the movement in your body yeah so. and weight bearing is key because that will help to build okay. the muscle because your metabolism starts to slow down if you put in weight training um whether it's just hand weights learning how to do them you can even do them at home resistance yeah. bands that'll help to build your muscles which will help okay. to burn the fats and it will also help to support any bones and ligaments so okay yeah maybe find someone that's specialist in exercise if that's what the yeah. route you want to go down but menopause tummy key is diet okay very good um i think that's all the questions i have written down but if anybody has any other questions please do ask we've got like a couple of minutes um i just want to say i watched um a program about the menopause yesterday because i just wanted to give myself a little bit of a extra extra um knowledge before our, our live um and it's called menopause and me um i can't for the life of me remember the woman who did it kirsty 
No, it's gone. Oh yeah, it was on. <laughs> was it one of it was on the BBC or ITV? Yes, wasn't it? It was on yeah, the back BBC. earlier in this year. Okay, yeah, this year. Um, and it was so fascinating. And I think for anybody who's interested in learning a bit more, I really recommend watching it because I watched it and I was just so shocked at kind of all the different women's stories. I know you said that you some women go through it and it's completely fine, but some women don't and they really struggle. And it was just really eye opening to realise that. There is just, I suppose, like periods, how some women go, you know, don't have any symptoms exactly. really, it's fine, and some don't. But um, I found it super interesting. And, and something they touched on was osteoporosis, yeah, um, which is something that you can get because your bones aren't as strong. Um, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, due to such, it's more a postmenopause um, due yeah. to the lack of estrogen. So that's where it's really important, as I said, sort of that we don't we don't absorb as much calcium so taking a vitamin d supplement or taking foods yeah. rich in vitamin d can help some women making sure you get your get outside in the fresh air walking yeah. is one of the best things to help your bone health um okay so walking is fantastic and as yeah. i said weight bearing exercise to help support those bones that also okay. you are more at risk post-menopause of osteoporosis and heart disease so there are benefits some women feel you know there are benefits to taking hrt medication to replace the estrogen yeah but then for some women it doesn't agree with them and many women want to go for the natural route which is something yeah. that i promote natural route yeah yeah no it was really interesting and it's something that i didn't know about especially the osteoporosis thing and i just wanted to kind of um see i think you've already just touched on but like what things that you can do so that when you do get to that stage you're kind of preventing anything happening so definitely kind of just the walking and keeping your bones and heart healthy yeah. um i just saw a question about joint pain what would you recommend for joint pain okay so joint pain in general um it can be due to um brain fog's kicked in now um joint pain it can be due to inflammation yeah. so look at again look at look at your diet see if you need to reduce anything in your diet other yeah. things you can do um there are homeopathic remedies that i prescribe which is wonderful for joint pain it's very individual though depending on your pain and where it is in the body um going to see a practitioner like an osteopath or somebody yeah. that can help put you back make sure that your body's aligned um having epsom bath salts can really help some magnesium baths you can get those from house food shops i think most supermarkets sell them as well and just put a teacup full in a bath a couple of times a, a week magnesium oil on your skin can help with joints or taking magnesium supplements or food food rich in magnesium can really help okay. loads of green food can help yeah yeah um, joint okay. pain is common make sure you get up in the morning and you stretch that's the that's a good yeah. one whilst playing your positive yeah. music <laughs> i know we're building a lovely day aren't we mm. um i just see there's one more question i think that's going to be our last one um before instagram because instagram kicked me off last time early and i was really oh, it? it was it was very stressful so i don't want that to happen again so um, um i'm just saying so the last question was how many years do the symptoms continue it's actually um yeah really good okay so as i said it this doesn't happen for the younger ones watching um this doesn't happen to everyone some women have hardly any symptoms maybe only have them have them for a few months in general the perimenopause can take up to 10 years to that transition 
So okay. some women start seeing the symptoms 10 years before, some women start to see them just a few years or a few weeks before. The key is to put everything I've spoken about, lifestyle changes, dietary changes, putting in supplements, reducing yeah. stress, that's key. So the more you do to help yourself naturally, the easier yeah. your symptoms should become. Yeah, okay. Oh, thank you so much. I just, a pleasure, the, thank you for having me. The timer me. has just come up, so the timing is perfect. Um, thank you so so much for coming on the live I feel like I've learned so much in an hour it's been amazing um, I hope that anyone that's either watched or listened to the podcast can learn something and take it on and help to educate their family and friends on the menopause and what we're all gonna go through because that's what at the end of the day it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah so um, but thank you so so much if anybody wants to know any more information is the best way to get in touch with you just through Instagram yes we're on Instagram at the hormone fairy yeah I'm happy to perfect. answer any questions perfect thank you so much for coming on I'm gonna the podcast will be up tomorrow um, and I will tag you in everything but thank you to everyone that watched and thank you so much for joining lovely, thank lovely, you, Hannah. lovely. take care you. bye, bye.